This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio.
and we are live. Welcome to Third Round Radio. It is your boy, Mr. Ancap Bell, coming at you guys live. Um, so if you guys want to control the trucks or call in, have some fun, talk, whatever you guys want, you can definitely do that. Uh, the phone line is 646-929-1480. You can press that one, and then you'll have your hands raised, and you can and if you're calling Skype, fortunately, um, I don't know if uh, Rebel doing much in it. Uh, didn't really put in the Skype line, but the Skype line is BTR listener zero twenty uh, twenty seven zero seven zero two seven. There you go. Um, so. And at this very moment, I am alone. I am soloing this very part of it. Uh, so we are so far. I'm all excited. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So let's have a little fun with this. Um, let's see how much chaos can we appear within one hour and maybe another hour with overtime. I hope everybody gets to hear me pretty well. Hopefully there's no Patriot green. I've always... I always try to perfect myself. I'm definitely doing these shows, so it's always good. <laughs> but um so um, Canadian Glenn is calling in the show. Uh and he, I don't know if he wants to come and talk. And uh another guest is Ray. Well, so another guest came around. Thank you very much. Um, unfortunately, uh, I'm around uh, loaning this is, this, uh, this establishment at this very moment. Um, if you like a quick conversation or do anything like that, that would be definitely great. Um, a little bit of things on my mind. Uh, damn it. Ah, the more you know. Okay. Ah, but, um, so at this very moment, I am, uh, well, a lot of things in my mind are at this very moment. I'm hoping that I'm not greaking anymore. Maybe I'm just going to put this off real quick. And there we go. Hopefully, um, at this very moment, I'm thinking a little bit of neutrality and what's going on with that, um, especially with uh, Amanet, or what it's called. Uh, now, basically, uh, from what they said, uh, the gov- now government will be controlling your own internet by community access networks or community ISPs. So basically, ISP gets out of. And um, Chris Campbell wrote an article uh, uh, saying that why you didn't really want to have government. Yeah, gov or whatever you want to call it. With the government in line, well, there is no competition. There's no Verizon, there's no Comcast, there's no pretty much of everything. And then plus, a lot of my corporations are just saying, well, here, we're going to grab a little bit of this piece of the pie, and we're going to grab a whole bunch of censorship already. Was this already a plan already pushed around? Um, it just had to happen with no neutrality. 
in a long time. Who knows? Um, it's a part. Um, so the call-in line, if you guys really want to take control of the traffic, you can call in. It is 646 Definitely have a little bit of fun with uh, some of the callers who just want to just you know vent. That'd be great. Ah, uh, damn it! <sighs> damn it! I did not want to. I did not want to take off. Uh, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, um, what was it called? Uh, the <laughs> I did not really want to put off. Uh, the, oh gosh, I can't even think now. I did not really want to push off the uh, the live tweet, but that's aside from the point. Oh well, life goes on. I have to do something real quick. So I'm going to reload the page. Hopefully no gregging. Damn myself and the gregs. Okay, we are back. All the it's reloaded. We're fine. hopefully we're fine. I think. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, sorry, Glenn. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, this isn't gonna be like more of a lively show than last week or. Anything. Any other, but um, you know, we can always pass through it. We can always have fun with it. I'm gonna probably take a quick little break. Um, you know, it always uh, kind of happy just to listen to it. So we're going to listen to all night long. Bye, Lionel Richie. Music take control. 
and pi rules and laws and rules and regulations through all that. I think it's just completely and utterly insane. Um, <laughs> uh, I personally don't really like it, but that's life from the point. So, Canadian Glenn is on the line. You know what? You could uh, actually have something worse. Unless you came around over here rather than listen to anything else. Good evening, Ancap. It's wonderful to be on your own when you have problems, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you were good for like the first minute when you came back, but now you're starting to grag again. So it may be something you're just going to be stuck with tonight. That's that's BTR. It's, it's, and see, I got barely none of that. Really. Juanita says you sound good, so maybe it's my connection that sucks ass. Hmm. Well, it wouldn't yeah, figure. I don't. Wouldn't wouldn't that figure though? I'm telling you, you're you're breaking up, you're breaking up, and I'm the one with the shitty reception. That would figure. It, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But this, yeah, the big votes tomorrow on net neutrality. I mean, I've been following what EFF's been saying. I've been following what FFTF has been saying. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, this thing with the community ISPs, yeah, it's going to be regulated to the hilt because that's what they do. But is it going to be worse than we know throttling will happen or we know this will happen or that will happen? I mean, the way I see it, you break it down in the community ISPs, how many of these small ISPs are actually going to spend all the time and the money to be connected mainline. How many are just going to sub out their supply to one of the big boys anyway? Which means... Well, and I think here's know. one thing about that. I mean, uh, let's look at that uh, one town that has about community ISP. I, I usually think that they're going to actually be government funded, government owned. Uh, they're going to be more monopolized with the it's going to be more dangerous um, for what I see. I mean, you can't look at it poor. You can't really probably also do any intellectual property. I just don't really think it's not going to help anybody. I think more private corporations, I mean, especially small ones, actually help. Hmm. Do you think that there's going to be some sort of censorship angle that they're going to bring in with this? If it's, you know, is it going to be like, if you want government funding for your community ISP, then these are the rules. Do you think they're going to do that for sure? Yeah. Hmm. It's a great idea. Other than just use the damn NSA, why don't we just do this? It's easier to connect to, to people's lines rather than just completely. Well, having seen Citizen Four this week, I don't think it really matters. You know, I mean, some of the things that Snowden said in that film, just in conversation in his room in Hong Kong, you know, it was like just talking about the weather to him. 
And, you know, according to him, when he was at his workstation, if he had the right electronic directions to something specific, there's basically nothing he couldn't see or hear or anything else. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I can understand that. And plus, I mean, it would be a lot more easier to censor somebody. Well, it may it may give a veil of approval if the FCC is gets into the business of basically brokering the internet for smaller ISPs. That may you know that's a good veil of accountability where they could come in and trample on things, but... No, 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 I mean, well, yeah. I'm just really completely and utterly afraid of that. I really just don't want it uh, to happen. I think more private corporations would be a lot more efficient rather just to do it rather than just being owned by government because guess what? They're going to be the only person who puts out Internet. Not Verizon, not like Comcast, not anything else. It's just only going to be the federal government, its own self. And it that's what really scares me. I don't know if there would be any other way in order to do that, but I think that mainly that there should be less regulation uh, between the market through um, rather than getting the wires. Maybe there would be more radio communications like uh, through uh, 3G phones or like more radios radio towers, more innovation through it, and less regulations uh, to be put on, uh, you know, actually ISPs, Internet Service Providers. Hmm. Well, more towers means more trap wire. We know that. <laughs> but perhaps never it's know. to the point, perhaps it's to the point where there's no way out of it, you know? I mean, I understand what you're saying about having a monolith especially government-affiliated, that is responsible for the delivery of the Internet. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound very good, but maybe it's maybe they're stealing a page out of the Canadian government book here by saying one thing but meaning the exact opposite. You know, if this is the way it goes, I can see the FCC coming out and saying, no, it's you know it's too important. We can't leave this to those that would hijack the system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we're going to be the watchdog here, and it's always the watchdog that's the biggest bully on the block. And plus, not only that, the FCC's regulating it. So shitty. It's not going to really. Yeah. Um, at this very moment, I'm completely afraid to the core. And plus, everybody's just like, hooray, 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 hurrah, hurrah. It's like the biggest thing that we won, we won, we won. No, you didn't win. You just got fucked. Well, I mean, that's another big factor in the way governments work these days. You know, they, they kept hyping the absolute end of the world as far as the Internet goes. And now they come up with this half-assed solution, and it's considered a victory when you look at the dark stories they were putting out. You know, so is it 
Is it just more control at the end of the the day, not only with the result but the narrative too? Probably so. And besides, I mean, to me personally, I don't really think that you know when you when you talk about like censoring other like other parts of it, like uh, you know, like you you drive your own traffic from this amount of sections. I mean, Twitter does it. Um, uh, YouTube does it, Facebook does it. Most of all sites use uh, drives traffic to what you're really interested in. So um, if a co- if you sign up for a company like uh, let's say Time Warner, right? Uh, if they were like, okay, we have rather than Steam, we have this other um, gaming platform that you can use. Okay. And then you only have to use that one. I think it's just mainly market. Um, Oh, what's the market? Uh, what is it? Market strengths. Uh, that's just basically it. It's uh, people having the the strength of the market just to put them within it. Um, I know that uh, people are going to be sad about that. I mean, I I feel pretty sad about that. But here's what people can do. People don't really understand about the market is that if people really want no censorship, they can get it within that very own market. You know, you know, if there is a demand for it, people, other people will grab that supply. It's not hard to understand that. But I don't really think very many people kind of look at economics. It's a sad, dying, you know, study. Well, economics has been turned into voodoo science by people who purport to be economists, but yet they have no practical experience in it. They just like to talk about it and explain away all the fuck-ups. Yep. And not only that, well, sometimes here and there, um, I kind of subscribe to myself through Austrian uh, Austrian economics uh, for what it is. I mean, it's a good way for what it for what it does. Um, but um, uh, now here's one thing that I'd like to also say. Um, I think uh, when we talk about the FCC and the net neutrality. I think it's really sad that, you know, going to rather than to section two to title one or whatever that whatever that they're trying to do, um it, it's not gonna really fix up the solution that they created. They're trying to half ass it but they've kinda fucked over that problem. They made the problem. Um, not only that, uh, the market itself, I mean, even if you trade, uh, trade it with another hand, it's still going to be part of the, uh, a monopoly just due to because of the wires uh, that you have to actually put in from point A to point B to actually put something around the net. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole thing about infrastructure, you know. I mean, it, it's basically private, whether people want to admit it or not. The electronic infrastructure is private, and there's only one way to play. You have to get into it. You have to have some amount of uh, investment. And it's pretty easy to get locked out of it, too. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's completely you know, it's completely easy to get out of it, uh, to not get into it. 
And uh, what I'm trying to say is maybe there should be more availability within that very own market rather than just saying, okay, we're just going to keep it away from other section amount of people. We should take away the the regulations and the rules that actually say, well, you can only do it with the wires. You can only do it with uh, 3G. You, You can only do it with these uh, things we should deregulate that, and uh, we'll try to bring up better and uh, bring up better innovation to the whole of humanity. Well, I don't think we're going to get that capability until the military is done with it, and they move on to something else, and then they'll release it to us. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit optimistic. Well, I'm curious about what ICANN has to say about all this. You know, the supposed final word of Internet capability and licensing and everything else. How come they're just sitting on their ass? I mean, I know they're based in the States. I know that there's basically an American control of the World Wide Web. It's not spoken about much, but it exists. We know that. I'm just surprised oh, yeah. that that the so-called home of rules of the internet have basically been silent through this whole thing. It's a sad day that we're living in with that happening. I mean, you know, this is what everybody's told. I mean, if if you want to if you want to establish a server system or if you even want to Set up a website. You're going to come across the ICANN rules. They're going to be put in your face. This is how it works. This is what you have to do. This is what you can't do. But yet now, something as fundamental as access, delivery, speeds, censorship, where are they? I haven't heard shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that too. And, um, now, I've got to ask, uh, do you really think that the fast lanes and the slow lanes, do you really think that has uh, very, does that have very minimal or very uh, really bad things that, the, that um, uh, within that kind of future would happen? Because when I think about this, um, rather than just asking the ISP to do it, why don't they just ask uh, the the customer, the consumer to do it? I mean, if it's like right next to them, if it's like there's going to be a local tower in which uh, there's a whole bunch of movies, it's just localized to them. You can actually get them get there faster with the bigger bandwidths and everything like that. Why can't they just pay it to the the uh, the cons- uh, the the customer rather than the uh, the company that's what I don't get maybe that might have happened I don't know well I can remember back in the day up here before there was really widespread internet when satellite television was still the biggest thing there would be mm-hmm. like huge apartment buildings condo complexes, stuff like that, they would set up their own system. (laughs) And then it just would be paid like in your rent or in your condo fees. And they could carry whatever they wanted. And they were getting around all kinds of rules here in Canada about what channels they could have on. Like uh, I used to go to a guy's apartment 
and watch all the live prize fighting on HBO. And you couldn't see HBO anywhere in Canada, apparently. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. I mean, that, that used to work for that technology, but it was basically outlawed. So, I think what you're describing is something similar to that on a different platform, a different delivery. I'd like to see it happen, but I don't know if it can. That's, uh, well, and I mean, it, if, uh, and I know that, you know, a bunch of rightists and a whole bunch of righty people actually say this, and a bunch of mainline Republicans say this, but if government was pretty much out of a lot of the markets, I think there there would be a lot more of uh, accessibility between that. Um, it's just basic standards of me. Uh, it's very understandable to me, and I don't know if any to anybody else. It's it's a sad thing where we actually live in a a corporatist uh, corporate plutocracy. Well, I mean that's just it. I mean, so many people on the street thinks that the system we have right now is capitalism. Well, you know they're fucking wrong. But um, as long as definitions continue to be flexible and adaptable you know i mean there's no way that the big boys are going to give up their monopolies because they spent a lot of time and a lot of money getting laws passed so they could have them and oh, yeah. they're not they're not going to want to give them up <clears throat> i can definitely understand that um just uh, wanting to do a quick plug. Remember to call in 646-929-1480. If you guys have an opinion of what we're talking about, call in, take control of the tracks. Uh, definitely do that. I'll say it again, 646-929-1480. Or call with a blue S. Or uh, if you guys don't know the Skype username, it is BTRListener027. So definitely call in via Skype. So are you uh are you interested in seeing Citizen Four? I've actually I'm kind of interested, definitely. Um now I'm kinda of curious about uh I I've never really got into it, but uh the tar sands. What's that all about, just out of curiosity? Well, the Athabasca oil sands are Apparently, the second largest oil deposit in the world after Saudi Arabia. Uh, they've been at it now since the 60s. Uh, basically, all the easy stuff is gone. Uh, the mines are deeper than ever. Uh, they have different methods now, like uh, SAG-D, steam-assisted gravity drainage, where they pump thousands of pounds of pressure of steam down thousands of feet and it supposedly loosens up the bitumen and then another pipe system sucks it all out. Uh, SAG-D's had its problems being developed but it seems to work fairly well now. But, you know, of course, the return's not enough. We want more. So they come up with other stuff like CSS, cyclic, steam stimulation and it's turned out to be very damaging it's basically uh, 
like blowing through a straw under a piece of paper. You can only blow so hard before, you know, the paper wants to fly away. And there's been a lot of, uh, it's been, there's been quite a few cases of uh, deposits being pushed up to the surface in a grand scale. And it's not where they're injecting. It's not where their extraction wells are. It's like a kilometer away. All of a sudden, there's this big fucking lake of oil that wasn't there before. And, uh, you know, it's causing problems because they, it's geology. They have no control. They don't know what they're doing. But yet, they're being allowed to go ahead and, you know, if there's a fuck up, well, you know, maybe shut it off for a couple of weeks till people quiet down and then move your extraction rigs over here and see if it'll work any better. And, but, you know, nothing's ever, like, stopped, stopped. Some things get, you know, a, a finger wag and smarten up and give us some warning and shut it down for two weeks. But then silently, without any press release, they're approved to start up again. And uh, I lived up in Fort McMurray for almost eight years. I worked in the oil sands plants for years. And uh, the pictures you see, they look pretty moonscape. They look pretty scary. But that is what it's like. And like I mentioned on my show with Chris Hill, this whole thing about reclamation is just a slogan. They really have no idea how to do it. For the amount of land they're fucking up day after day, year after year, they have no idea how to repair it when they're done. But they just keep going anyway. Okay. So um, now from what you said, uh, would uh, a hydraulic fracturing be worse around the tar sands or, uh, well, they just... or is this is pretty bad? Well, they just can't use fracking in this circumstance because the stuff is too thick. They just, like, water pressure itself won't work. They need pressure and heat is what they need to get this shit out. And that's why the uh, the steam seems to be a part of every every system they come up with because now they're going after the smaller deposits and they're spread out and... I mean, the thing with the open pit mining, it was pretty basic. They knew there was a huge, huge deposit underneath them. And this stuff is basically like tar sand when it comes out. That's exactly what it is. And then they would have to strip what they call the overburden off on top of it to get to it. So that's uh, cutting out a forest because basically the entire main deposit is under the boreal forest. So you clear cut and then you dig down anywhere from 100 to 350 feet of dirt, and you got to cart all that away, and then you actually get to the oil sand. So with these smaller deposits in more isolated places, they just can't do this. You know, they just can't get away with it. So that's why they keep coming up with this stuff where it looks like there's some pumps and wells and shit on the surface, and that's all you see. Everything else is underground. Yeah. You know. Okay. And it's ju- it's just a matter of them wanting too much too fast, as usual. They're just not willing to develop it enough before they employ it. And there's no pressure for them to do that. They're just being allowed to do whatever they want, really. 
Um, has anybody like put around like a lot more accountabilities uh, accountability to the company uh, aside from you know the people who just don't really want them to you know, just kind of let them pass it, aka uh, the Canadian government? Well, it's also been part of Harper's agenda that big oil gets whatever they want, and uh, there's there used to be a very rigid laid out hearing process and it's all been either removed or neutered you know um, the window now for the hearings is very short very short notice everybody who wants to speak from the development side gets approved protest groups do not get approved to speak so it's more of a kangaroo committee situation and they insist that we did our hearings according to the rules, but they don't talk about the rules. The rules are what's mm-hmm. fucking everything up. They change the rules. So, I mean, there's constantly battles going on around any of these hearings. And I think these days, half the problem is that people don't have access. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what the project is or where it is. There will be protesters because there's no access anymore. They don't even have to know what the project is. They're actually protesting the system, not the proposal. So it's, you know, it's made a big problem. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can I can definitely understand that without any kind of that. I mean, you know, if they're going to fuck over an environment that's pretty much, uh, you know, kind of pushed, you know, within there... Um, and, you know, the government is just freelancing it, and, you know, a lot of people depend on that kind of uh, the wildlife to actually live. I think it's pretty sad to actually uh, to actually do that. Well, I mean, that's another issue, too. A lot of these uh, areas are First Nation lands, and they're supposed to be sovereign, and they're supposed to be able to control what goes on on their land. But it's not happening. Uh, there's a community called Fort Chipwyan that's about, oh, I'd say, I'm not really sure. I think it's about 110 kilometers north of Fort McMurray. It's on Lake Athabasca. And the occurrence of certain cancers in that community is off the charts compared to the rest of Canada. Like 30, 40 times the frequency of certain cancers. But yet, you know, oh, no, no, we don't have to do studies. We don't have to look into anything. Don't worry about it. And any doctors who come out and say that, you know, my patients have these illnesses they shouldn't have, then, you know, that doctor's a quack, and he ends up on charges in front of the uh, College of Physicians. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's just whistleblowers get trampled. That is completely and utterly insane that, oh, wow. I mean, people people's lives are being harmed every single day from that. That's, damn. Well, I mean, I lived in Fort McMurray, and the closest plant to Fort McMurray is uh, 21 kilometers away, so it's about 12 and a half miles. And uh, when you're in the city of Fort McMurray, you can smell it. It's always there. You can smell the process. And, you know, there's a lot of people say, that's the smell of money. You know, well, pfft. yeah, okay. 
Did you get that off a matchbook or what? But I mean, it's everywhere. You can't escape it. It is a company town with 80,000 people. Uh, People do get paid well, but the prices are so high that you have to have one of those jobs to actually keep your head above water. You know, it's everybody knows what everybody makes because, you know, like a, a place like Syncrude employs mm, six, 7,000 people from that city. Suncor, the same thing. Uh, Shell, the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, you know, they're in control. And all the landlords and everybody else know exactly what everybody makes. So everything's priced accordingly. And um, when I left there in 2001, I had a, a one-bedroom one apartment with a den, is what they called it. And basically, that was a big closet with no door and no light. That's what the den was. And when I, when I left, I was paying 12.50 a month for that. It was about, about 800 square feet. Mm-hmm. And the last I heard last summer, that same apartment in the same building is now $2,700 a month. <sighs> yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a vicious circle. And yeah, there's work and, you know, but I mean, nothing's easy, man. It's hard living up there. And I've never seen, I've never seen a place that has a bigger drug problem than Fort McMurray. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people get paid every week. So, I mean, a 40-hour work week in the oil sands is pretty much unheard of now. It's 50 or 60 hours. But even a 40-hour check every week now, if you're a tradesman or if you have a good job with the companies, you're going to be bringing home... Bringing home, not grossing, netting, fifteen hundred bucks a week, guaranteed. So that's a lot. That's a lot of recreational cash in people's pockets. Oh yeah. And I mean, I used to do uh, what they call shutdowns, which is when they close down a big piece of the plant and do maintenance on it. So I mean, it's very. Very pressure-packed, very scheduled. There will be like 3,500 tradesmen in about four square blocks for as many days as it takes to get it done. And uh, there's an awful lot of money involved. They lose a lot of money every day by having that part of the plant down. But they don't care. They pay it, you know. Yeah, uh, right. When when these things are done and they're back online, they have what they call shutdown parties. And there's diff- different levels. You have the people who sign all the uh, contracts, the people who wear suits to work, all the way down to the people who push brooms. All these different groups, they all have their shutdown parties. And I've been to shutdown parties in every group, from the bottom to the top. And the only thing that changes is the clothes. That's it. Everybody does the same drugs. Everybody has the same vices. Everybody gives the same amount of fucks to what's actually going on. You know? It's it's a very cynical environment. And I bet so. 
the day I left there was one of the happiest days of my life. Hooray for you. Uh, you know what? It's definitely really interesting. And um, when you talked a little bit about uh, the First Nation uh, people, I, uh, the First Nation, you know, kind of groups and stuff, I remember one of the shows that I talked around. It's like Omnistant Radio. And um, uh, I heard something about, like, uh, some of the uh, first, you know, some some thugs and stuff and uh some a little bit about the uh uh first nation uh, first nation groups and stuff and uh I remember you know I had to deal with some of these people just because I had a little bit of business with them and uh they they were um for the most part I mean if you're going to go around organized thugs yeah they um for the organized ones they are pretty scary and I know why they do it I mean it's a, it's a simple it's for brothers, uh, for brothership and, you know, brotherhood. It's it's really scary to deal with someone. You actually have to deal with people like that. Well, I mean, there's been generations... For the most part, you know, there's been generations of treatment from governments and uh, just the public at large. I mean, you put up with that shit long enough and you're going to have a certain mindset and it's not going to change. You know, I mean, it, it's it, it's basically institutional. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, I can I can definitely understand that, and I can definitely sympathize with them. Found a uh, a, um, a what was it uh, like in the documentary on Vice? It was uh, it was pretty interesting. It really did open my eyes to other perspectives around the community. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's like anything else, though, too. I mean, where I live, there are some First Nations who are doing very well for themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but but then you look at their leadership, and you look at their connections, and you look at who they deal with, and they're part of the same system. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's one of the jokes up here. That, you know, the Indians, the First Nations, the Aboriginals that you see that wear a suit and tie every day. That's kind of the the African-American talking about the Oreo. You know, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. And yeah. that's also that's another problem within their community. You know, there's it, it. It affects their harmony. It affects their togetherness. Oh, yeah. And that's a big now, thing. Yeah. And I, uh, I kind of remember uh, some. I heard it from a few documentaries, probably the same documentary that I was talking about. But um, they, they were talking about that they actually went down to schools. That's uh, well, you have to be a proper white person. You're gonna have to be a proper something or other. It, it was just really interesting for what it was that they got broken down systematically and uh, put back together into some... Oh, gosh. It's completely insane. I mean, it was the same that we did with uh, African-American people over here in, these, in the United States. Oh, yeah. The residential school system is a black mark that'll never disappear. Uh, I mean... You know, for the federal government 
to set up a school system basically run by the Catholics and to basically steal children from the reserves and put them in these schools to teach them how to be white. Uh, that's that's a legacy that will never disappear. And, uh, of course, this, the, the stories of abuse and torture and the amount of deaths that occurred in these schools, you know, was always swept under the carpet. Um, there was a big thing up in Canada... Even last year, this big commission had their findings, and there was a tour for feedback and this and that. Well, fine, they did that, but what's happened? Nothing. You know? Again, just doing it because they have to. Yeah. Wow. So so there's no solution to a very, very dangerous and un like ridiculous problem that uh that some first uh first nation folks should actually get reprimanded. Um I I wouldn't guess. Well, I mean the easiest way to get things to go your way when you're like in a mafia situation is if you want to bring in a new crew then you handcuff them. You get them to do what you want, and you pay them off, but it's under certain conditions. And then you make your side deals. Well, there's one person in this crew who's more in line with our way of thinking. So, you know, we may just, you know, let him get away with some shit. Maybe we'll pay him a little more, and we'll see what that brings. Well, it's no different with governments and First Nations and uh, band councils and stuff like that. I mean... It doesn't matter what race or anything people are. In every race, there's people who are looking for a free ride. They're looking for more than they deserve. And if you find them and you get them in places where you can scratch each other's backs, fuck all the little people, you know. Yeah, you know, kind of stroke each other off. I mean, be in bed, you know, and uh, so... uh, what do you think you're going to have for your next show uh, next week? That's a good question. <laughs> I had so many sh- I had so many shows booked in a row, and now they've run out. But uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm sure I'll come up with something. Um, I'm ta- I'm trying to talk to potential guests all the time. Some of them reply quickly, some of them don't, and some of them are very busy. So I mean, I've 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 made a lot of noise about getting sitting MPs that have committed to do the show, but uh, pretty soon I will be uh, venturing into the recorded segment world, and that's going to work a lot better for them, because I know Wednesday nights are very difficult when Parliament is in session, because Wednesday night are a lot of votes, and they don't want to miss that, and I can't blame them for that. So. If oh, yeah. I can if I can get it together and record segments with them, you know, 10 to 15 minutes long on a certain topic and I can put them all together for a full show, that'll work a lot better. Yeah. Um that would be really awesome. So right at this very moment, we're going to go exit out. If you guys really want to call in, we're going to do a little bit over of overtime uh if you're fun with that. Uh Let's do something of that uh, sort of nature. We're going to go into overtime. We're just going to 
exit this out with just a quick song. Uh, so this was Third Rail Radio coming at you live. Uh, so see you guys later. Hopefully, uh, also call in 646-929-1480. And also the Skype username is BTRListener027. That's BTRListener027. Yeah, plenty pies, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is raw all across the board, liquid sword chamber. If it's coming from my jaw, then it's pure anger. Heavy metal rap with a full four banger. We can settle that. Let the mic cord hang ya. I pay homage to the best of them, like Christopher Wallace, and bring drama to the rest of them with biscuits from coppers. I'm with a law of justice, and we raw gritty. Pizza hell will it down to New York City? I brought a four with me. We can capture the ring, and now we more merciless than a statue of Ming, and y'all are more purposeless than a pacifist king. You gon' die like a bro with a gat in the bing. It's a passionate thing, the way we make classics, genuine brilliance or innate madness. Yeah, we all spin on the same axis, and this chrome thing here leave your frame backless. The police always tryna aim flame at us, so I don't mind when a pig brain splatters. I don't mind that we all gon' die soon. I'll return to the silence of God's tone. Studio, at least I'm 
still called in. So. Well, you must be. We can hear you. That's always good, but I just got fucked over by the studio, but that's aside from the point. <laughs> Hold on. So what did you guys think about the show so far? Not bad well, for the first time. Well, I mean, you know, I've said it numerous times. You know that. The only way you get any better as a host is seat time. You know, that's mm-hmm. it, man. I mean, God bless Rebel with his tutorials and all that stuff. But still, if you're not sitting there watching the board and clicking the buttons, you're not going to get any better at it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, for the most part. I mean, I, I've tried it within, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Oh, gosh, I can't even think right now. Uh, you know, just within YouTube, trying to make videos, try to make good argument, try to make it feasible. But um, within this kind of platform and within this kind of medium, it, it's very quite more, uh, you have to be on your toes. If you don't, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, um, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. Well, oh, looks like a zombie is coming around over here. Hooray! Or maybe it just might be uh, Shinduo sleeping. That's a possibility. And my bet is on the zombie, but that's aside from the point. <laughs> Alright, so I kind of exit him off. Well, not really exit him off, but just uh, put him mute. on mute. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, so far, so well. I really did like it. And now I'm Patriot Grigging. Uh, no, I'm not. No, you're not. No. No. I thought I was. No. For this part, you're not. So that's good. Good. Yeah, that's another thing with BTR, too. It seems like nothing fucks up in overtime. It's only when you're live, things go wrong. Well, I don't know. There have been many, 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 many times shit has fucked up. Oh, it's going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you know, I mean, there was a while there. I had like three or four dockets in with BTR constantly. You know, like there was just, I always had problems. Like, what the fuck are you people doing? You know, but they did actually, over time, give me a few good pre-show things to do to try and eliminate the danger zones. And for the most part, they seem to work. I mean, I don't know if I greg that much on my show. I have no idea. You know, I mean, when you're when you're hosting, you just speak into your microphone, and you're just hoping that everybody can hear you for the most part. Yeah, definitely for the most part. Yeah, I would kind of consider that. And then now, um, so I have heard at least a few minutes of the uh, what was going on within the show, but I wasn't really there for the beginning. Um, I looked around the the Kickstarter, and from what I saw, I just kind of skimmed it around. But uh, is the person that uh, had the guest on? Is it a movie, or is it a uh, is it like a network, like a news network, or what was it? Um, what do you mean? The, the not in our not in our name? Is that what you mean? 
Yeah. It's a uh, independent documentary that Chris okay. Hill wants to get made. And uh, he's come up with uh, definite issues. He wants to be in it. You know, the the useless uh, corporate media, the uh, silencing of real science, the treatment of veterans in Canada, the environment, uh, how our country is being sold out, basically, through free trade agreements and uh, other agreements that work for everybody except the people who live here. And he's also going to take it kind of international and show how these same methods are being used in countries all over the world. It's the same shit, just a different spokesman. <laughs> so you he's know got what? the That's actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, and he's got the Kickstarter going, and he's got 17 days left. So I thought I'd help him out and get the word out, and uh, hopefully. The money will be raised, and he can do this project. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome for him. And uh, I would definitely want to listen. I would definitely want to watch the the uh, movie. Well, I I'll mean, we have, to, uh, we have a fi- we have a fixed election date, so he wants to get this film made and released, basically when the campaign starts. So you know, that's another reason that I want people to get behind this now. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. You know, but he's got got backup plans. If he can't get the money to get it finished now, then what he does have, he will, you know, like he's still going to be doing interviews. He's still going to be doing other things on his own time, his own dime. He just won't have the ability to put it all together in a real motion picture. But he'll be releasing it if he hasn't got the film finished, he'll still have it out there before the election to make sure people are aware of it. And then however long it takes to get the movie done, it will come out. It will be out at some point, no matter what. Yeah, definitely. That's really nice, and uh, best of wishes for the dude. I uh, I forgot his name. Oh, gosh, I can't even think. It's been so long. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll have to take up a wrap, but uh, definitely best of wishes for the guy, and hopefully gets his uh, his um, campaign, you know, kind of fund uh, raised down to the goal. Um, yeah, there's nothing really much I want to talk about. Well, I would it's be your talk- call. I would be talking about Nerf guns, but at this very moment. No. No, I have I have no expertise in that field at all. I I'm having it was just a little bit of fun, but eh, whatever. Alright. Oh wait, one one question. Would you rather oh gosh, I forgot. Okay, so would you rather would you rather um live within the current state of uh, Harper government or live in a box a uh, a box in uh, under like uh, a really nice like let's just say uh, California where would you rather live in well I'm Canadian 
This is my home. Generations in my family have been here. And I won't give up the fight. I think that's the best way to describe that. This is Canada. It's for Canadians, not for a bunch of paid-off pricks to sit in a big building and fuck everybody else over. Yeah, definitely. I would rather not want that. I'm just, I don't know. I'm kind of a little bit bored. I'm just trying to make some other conversation. Make the time go. That's that's a, a viable question. I mean, there are a lot of people who, if they could... They would probably move somewhere warm and try and forget all about this shit up here. But doesn't matter where you go, it's just same shit, different pile. Yeah, same same shit, different shovel. That you have to pick it up. If you can afford the shovel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a sad thing. Whatever, keep uh-huh. fighting all we can do. I mean, I always think about what Chris Hedges says. I don't mm-hmm. fight fascists because I think I'll win. I fight fascists because they are fascists. And that's the way I look at it. Definitely. I can I can definitely uh, sympathize with uh, Chris Hedges. I definitely really like him. I, I respect him very much. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff that he says. Well, I've I've seen him lecture a couple times. I got a couple, a few autographed books from him. But I must I must say, if if you're ever lucky enough to get a chance to talk to him one on one, instead of being in a crowd listening to him, take that opportunity. Because you know, like anybody else, when you're not addressing a crowd with an outline in front of you, when you can just respond to questions. They come off the cuff from people. You get a lot more valuable conversation, and you and you see a lot more of who somebody is. Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely can understand that. All right. Well, it's about eleven eleven. Make a wish. <laughs> but um. All right. So uh, that was a great show. Um, ha- have a good, great night. Have a great evening. I can't even talk right now. Ugh. All right. So have a great evening. Good night, uh, everybody. And uh, say lobby. All righty. See you later, Ancap. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.